the last few weeks we've been going through um, with what's the name of what's the name of that guy? Oh my goodness, what was his name? No, it wasn't Sammy. It was the guy after him. Who was it? Who remembers? Yes, David. We were talking about King David, weren't we? Well, as I was thinking about it, because we just talked about all the like amazing things God did with King David, and I was trying to think of because what happened, boys and girls. David did some things he wasn't supposed to, and some of it, I was like, how do I talk to you guys about that? And I really feel like I have to wait on the Lord a little bit longer to know how to put that together, to be honest, okay? Because some of you will get it. Some of you might be like, I don't really understand it, and I understand that. But what I was reminded last night when we're putting these things down is that, that God, this, here's the first one. This is all about God's plan. And I was really struck because I don't know if you noticed how many of you guys heard what the prophetic words were that were given this morning. Did you listen or were you just coloring? Because sometimes you can color and stuff, but if you, you don't want to miss that. Because there were people who God was speaking and he was speaking to them about his plan for their lives. He was encouraging them to believe God because how many of you guys know that God has planned a plan for your life? Do you know that? I'm telling you, all the way from the beginning, God has had a plan. And, and, and we can go back. I'm trying to, you're going to have to help me because these are things we've already looked at, so you're going to have to help me. Okay, so who was the first two people God made? Well... Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, right? A.D. Ooh, get me in trouble there. It's amazing what biology can do. Adam and Eve. If it was Adam and Steve, would, the whole population would have died off long ago. So God made the man and the woman, and, and now we know what happened. What did they do? Yes. They disobeyed God. Do you think that was God's plan? No. But do you think, now let me think. So God made them, said don't eat the fruit. They ate the fruit. Sin and death came into the world. And now it starts to affect everybody else that's going to come after them. Do you think God's on his throne going, oh no, what am I going to do? No. You think he's doing that? Yes. No, he's not like that. See, the thing is, God knows things before they happen. I'm going to say it again. God knows things before it happens. That's how we have prophecy. Otherwise, we couldn't have anything prophetic because God speaks about things that aren't as though they are. And the Bible actually tells us that he had a plan before the foundation of the world. It's amazing. And in spite of our mess-ups, in spite of our sin. And so here it goes. We're going to take the, the line, as it were, of God's plan and move it this direction. And here it is. And one of the next people I want to kind of, kind of point out is this guy. He was a builder. Noah. 
how things had gotten so bad that God's like, I'm going to pretty like much start over. So Noah, you build a boat. And Noah found grace in the eyes of God. He was obedient. He built the boat. Him, his wife. How many other people got on the boat? Do you know? Yes. Eight. Eight? Who are they? Huh? His family. So did he have eight people in his family? Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm being more specific. I'm, I'm, go on. So um, he, had, he, had, he had sons, didn't he? Do you know what their names were? Yes. Absolutely. Actually, what they were is the boy, the, the sons had wives too. Sham, Ham, and Japheth. Oh, I was glad I remembered that one. <laughs> and, and Noah, and so, and God starts over. Now God's moving his plan forward, even though everybody, lots of people are like, I don't want to be obedient to God. Even though people are disobedient to God, God doesn't change. He remains faithful all the time. Even when people are disobedient, <clears throat> he remains faithful. And so we can trust him. There are those who do and those who don't. And Noah is one, he did trust God. He believed God. And he became part of God's plan where God was working things forward. Well, let's see this. And let's move the story a bit more forward. And then there was this guy. What's his name? Abraham. Abraham. And he was an old dude, and he couldn't have any kids, and so it seemed like everything was going to stop because God was blessing families. God was blessing families because God wants to bless what? Well, families. God wants to bless your family. God wants to move in your family. And so... Abraham then, and his wife Sarah, and, and, and eventually God blessed them, and then they were able to have a baby, and then they named that baby, oh, what was the baby's name? Isaac. Yes. Isaac. Isaac, well done. And then the story moves forward again, because Isaac and his wife, they've got a couple of boys, but one of them in particular believed God. He wanted to be part of God's program. He didn't always do it right. But you know something, boys and girls, is that one of the things with God is that he, he's probably looking more for your trust than for you to get everything perfect. It doesn't mean we're trying to goof up, but sometimes, how many guys have ever gotten it wrong? Yeah, you goofed up? Yeah, some of us have sinned. In fact, the Bible says all of us have sinned. But praise God that God has something called grace. That he's willing to work with you even though you're not perfect. That's amazing. But he wants your trust. And obedience, he wants your trust. And this next guy...
Jacob. What did Jacob do that was so kind of like, whoa? Yes. He wrestled with God. You know what God says? You wrestled with men and God and prevailed. How could you prevail against God? He wasn't prevailing against God. He was actually prevailing with God because God's ultimate desire was to bless him. God wanted to bless Jacob. But sometimes we don't necessarily want the blessing the way God wants to give it. And sometimes God has to shift us so that we can receive what he wants to bless us with and do it his way. Because his way is the best way, isn't it? God has a plan. And then you move down, let's see, let's, let's move it forward because Abraham come about five, 400, 480 years, four, four, 400 some years later, and there was this guy. And the, 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 this, go on, what's his name? Moses, well done. Moses, how many of you guys know that Moses was on the run from the police? Because he ended up killing somebody. You think, dude, God could never use you. But he did. You think, how could God use somebody who did something so bad? I don't know. God's gracious. He's slow to anger. He abounds in loving kindness. But you know, there's something that's important. Because that, sometimes we do stuff wrong. And God doesn't want us to continue to go down that road. So there's a word that I want you to know. It's called repent. Can you say that word? Repent. Let's say it together. Let's all say it together. Repent. Please turn around. Stop being stupid and going your own way. Right? Go God's way. Right? Change your mind about it. You think, oh, I think I know what's best. Don't be stupid. God knows better than you. God loves you. And he has an amazing plan. More and more better than anything you could even imagine. Okay? And Moses did. He repented and a bush got on fire and didn't burn up and God spoke to him. And God sent him back in. Amazing. And then who was the dude that took over for Moses? Who remembers? Yes, ma'am. Remember? Yeah. And do you remember who came after Moses? Who can help her? Yes. Joshua, fantastic. Joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A. You got Joshua. No, 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 look at this. Look at this. So we're Adam and Eve, messed up. Noah, you got it pretty good. Kind of messed up after that. Abraham, yeah, a little bit of both. But they believe God. Isaac, Jacob, Moses, now Joshua. God's working his plan through all these people. And some of this took a long time. It's okay. It's amazing because someone else mentioned earlier, if you were listening, about no matter how long it takes for God to get the program done, he's going to get it done. And he's going to work it through. And then we got Joshua. And what did Joshua do that was really important? Yes. Well, that was one of the things. But why did he break down? Why did God use him to see the walls of Jericho come down? Because what was he doing? Who was he leading? The people of Israel. You know, there's 12.
12 tribes. Now the plan of God, you see all these people now, God's bringing into his plan. Not just one person, but loads of them. That's amazing. I wonder how God keeps track of everybody. But he knows everything. You know, God never forgets anything. Well, doesn't he forget my sin when I, when I bring it to Jesus? Well, he doesn't forget it. He knows it. But what he does do is he covers it and gets rid of it so he's not worried about it anymore. He'll never bring it back up to you and say, oh, whatever. He lets you off the hook because Jesus paid for it. And these 12 tribes, now they're going into the land. And then there's, there's these guys who helped them establish everything. The judges, and they're like, and they're like, now sometimes Israel, the 12 tribes, they didn't even get it right then. Sometimes they went this way, that way, and God had to raise up people and say, get back on track. Stop going your own way. Don't worship anywhere else. Don't go to somebody else. Jehovah God, Yahweh, he's the only true God. He's your God. You're his people. He made you. He brought you into existence. And, he, and, and so they kept calling him back. Well, this sounds really close. I didn't think about this. This sounds really close to what you spoke on yesterday. Sorry. I give credit where credit's due. And then this guy becomes important. And I think you mentioned him earlier. Samuel's one of those guys that, actually, nothing's bad spoken about Samuel. His kids weren't too good, but Samuel was pretty good. And you know what? The thing is, Samuel, actually, Samuel grew up in a really bad home. But God still moved in his life. So just to say, sometimes things aren't perfect for us. So maybe mom and dad aren't doing what God wants them to do, and you know it. Maybe they're screaming at each other. Maybe some of them are smoking dope in the house and you're like, that shouldn't happen. You know it. I'll tell you this. If you'll follow Jesus, he'll take hold of your life and he can make you who he has intended you to be. Okay? If you see mom and dad doing that stuff, tell them, stop. Jesus says, don't do that. Yeah? I'll just say, smoking dope in your house is wrong. Don't, don't be so God made the dope so it don't hurt. No, that's a lie. Alcohol, that kind of stuff, messing up your family. You want to give these little ones the best possible start, isn't it? All right. Yeah? And so Samuel then, the people of God then said, like, well, we wanna, we wanna do it like everybody else is doing it. So give us a king. And there was the first one. And you think, was Saul a good king? No. no, he wasn't, was he? You know something? That's bothered me sometimes. Like, God, how come does that work? And I believe the Lord's kind of showing me. Some people are placeholders until the good guy comes. Some people he keeps there just so it doesn't get worse. But they're just placeholders until the best thing comes. I don't want to be a placeholder, Lord. I want to be obedient then. And then, and then we have the guy that we've been talking about quite a bit. Who's that? 
A man after God's own heart. Not perfect, but a man after God's heart. I suppose that's encouraging, isn't it? Have a man, you can have a heart after God, and maybe you still don't always get things right. And we can still come. It's amazing he's remembered as, still remembered as the man after God's heart. He's not remembered after all the stuff he messed up with. That's God's kindness. And then God made sure and he established it in covenant. Remember we talked about that the other week. Covenant that he gave him a, and the people of God. The land of yeah who said that well done now can i say boys and girls all of this is moving towards or move was moving towards something very specific because the whole plan of god even before the foundation of the world that even though god knew that people were going to mess it up he still loved us he still made us he still brought us into existence because ultimately God had a plan behind the scenes in spite of. So when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, what did that bring into the world? Sin, didn't it? And sin affected everybody. Is there anybody here who sin hasn't affected? Oh. Well, your brother's saying, you better not put your hand up. I know what you did. True. The Bible says sin, and it's a problem, not just the stuff we do, but sometimes in our hearts we're like, how do I get free from this bad thing feeling-wise, and I don't want to do that stuff, and I want to be doing God, what God wants me to do. I want to do what's right. I don't want to keep getting in trouble for doing stupid things, and who can help me? Who can set me free? This is why Jesus came. He came to take away our sin. Not just forgive us, but to take it away. He said, I'll remove your sin far from you. But the only way he could do it is by going to the cross and dying in our place. He had to take the death that we deserve and to take our sin away. Can't see it anymore, can you? Takes it away. And Jesus paid for it. But this is God's plan. He was working all of it through to get here so then what god would do is because of jesus he could forgive all these people who came before and then he could help everybody who would come after that would trust in him the bible says after jesus died that he was buried and then on the first day of the week which is sunday that's one of the reasons we gather on the sunday the first day of the week to worship god and to give praise because Jesus rose from the dead. He raised up Jesus. But God's ultimate plan was was Jesus. But you know the plan didn't stop there either. Now this is, this is the key here. Listen.
Because when we put our trust in Jesus, we become part of this big plan. You become part of this plan. Because Jesus came for you. And God wants to invite you into this huge plan that he's been working out since everything started. I'm part of that plan. That's why I'm talking to you today. You're part of that plan already in the sense that you're here today, but Jesus wants your heart so he can bring it in. It's like a huge family that's like forever. And he loves you. And he can fix the problems inside. And he can help us to follow along with him in his plan. So we're just going to pray. And I don't know if, if you've told Jesus, I want to be in your plan. <laughs> Fix me. Take my sin away. I believe you. I trust you. I want to follow you. Jesus rose from the dead. You can believe him. You can believe in him. And he'll help you. So let's just pray. Let's bow our heads for a second. Maybe this is for you and you want to pray this. You want to say to Jesus, I want to be part of your plan. Maybe you're an adult this morning and you need to say the same thing to Jesus. It's no good just wa watching it happen around you. You need to be a part of it. So I'm just going to pray it slowly. And if this is for you, I want you, you can do it. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you, in spite of me and my sin, you still loved me and you came for me and you want me to be part of your plan. I want to be part of your plan. Take my sin away, make me clean. Thank you for rising from the dead. I trust you. I believe you. I want to follow you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can follow you with your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, Father, we just thank you for each and every one of these little lives here. Lord, they're so valuable and so important. Jesus, you are willing to lay down your life to buy us. You are willing to pay the highest price. And I just bless them. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, you'll fill them with your spirit. I pray for the adults too, that, Lord, that they will trust in you, that in, your, in their homes they'll honor you, that, Lord, you'll help them to be those examples they need to be, even in their home with their, with their little ones. Bless every mom and dad and brother and sister, aunties, uncles, and those who care for us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. amen.